0: You know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We gotta get started. Oh, we gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hitting House from com. I am your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Yuwayama, Mr. Jamie University. It is Thursday, September 21st. Two sleeps, Jamie, from the uh, the big game against Ohio State uh, this weekend. Everyone I know in the world is going to the game, including you, and uh, and I am not. What a total disaster for me! That is not hitting, <laughs> hustling. Hate to see it. Oh man, I try. I tried to. Um, I tried to take a chance and time it out with the kids' games, and uh, the, that didn't work out. And so it, it got to the point where. Uh, Choosing to go to the game is then actively choosing not to watch my kids play, and this is one of the rare weekends where I can watch every single every every one of their games because usually there's overlap, uh, and this weekend there is not. So I'll be watching my children play soccer. I can I can catch the game live, which is nice. That being a night game, so that's what's going on. Uh, so thank you, Hey, right, The right decision. It, you know what? It works. To, I feel like there's a there's karmic effect. I, I like it when there's good karma, and I feel like it's kind of bad karma for me to. Uh, to turn my back on the kids. What I should have done is I should have just made the plan in the summer and before I knew the schedule because then the the karma doesn't work out. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, You know, we're going to press on and uh, not everyone can go to the game and we'll be enjoying the game from our house. So uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to this show. Uh, If this is your first time catching us and you haven't done so already, please subscribe. Please hit the like button. Please hit the notification bell so you know we're going live. Links to the podcast are in the description below. Jamie, I, I took in your Thursday Thoughts today, and I thought it was fantastic. I, I I loved it. I loved every word. And so I have put the link in the description below to Thursday Thoughts as well. I think everyone should read it. It's a That's great nice, document. Bro. You're welcome. You're welcome. It is a great, great document. Uh, we got people here in the chat. Uh, Rajan has uh, get the lawn done by noon. He, he had to hit and hustle, and uh, the lawn is done. He, he, has, he has mowed his lawn. It's good to go. Uh, Andrew Callen is here. Love to see you, Andrew. Had to go join live for a big game week. Buckeyes. Chip Patterson believes, according to CFB Hertz, uh, Chip Patterson is on board. Not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I think you know what a lot of people believe right now, Jamie. It it, it that is just true, and uh, and I think there's. I, I talked to someone uh, just before we started recording. I recorded another pod that'll with a former Notre Dame player uh, just before we started recording here. He believes Notre Dame should dominate Ohio state. That's a direct quote. Um, You're going to want to catch that out tomorrow morning. That'll be out uh, as soon as you wake up tomorrow. So uh, a lot going on there. Um, Let's check out some uh, uh, Marcus Freeman's having his comments right now. Gabe Rubio and Mitchell Evans are a go. Uh, Big deal, Jamie. Big deal to get Here's those tip. guys uh, back in full. JD Bertrand was cleared as well. Um, d- first of all, tell me about the. Uh, tell me about what you think that means for the uh, Notre Dame team having Rubio, Evans, and uh, JD Bertrand available for this game.
1: Well, I think. I mean, start with uh, Bertrand. I just think like we just saw kind of like just little things in the last game where um, Bertrand. I mean it shouldn't all be up to him, but you know, he's the guy who's getting them in and out of like bad situations or whatever, or getting them into good situations a lot. Um, You know, the, the quote unquote coach on the field. And there were times last game where, you know, if he was there, I think they would have checked out of some stuff would have yeah. got into better situations. Um, I also think of that NC state game. uh, He did a fantastic job as a blitzer and he's, mm. He's I mean, he already kind of showed signs of being a good blitzer before, um, but uh, he's he's a better blitzer than um, than Jack Kaiser is. Um, Kaiser is certainly like a decent blitzer, but like just a guy he's got a little bit more savvy, you know, like he gets like he can beat a guard, you know. Oh, thank you, Lee. That's nice. Um, uh, Lee Lee just given props to six thoughts. Thanks. Um, So I think that's. I mean that that's huge in, in this game, right? Mm-hmm. On, and obviously they're gonna run like a ton of like uh, outside zone in this game. Um, the backers got to be good. They got to be good. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's huge to have him. I think with Gabe Rubio, I mean uh, it's no secret that I've been was super high in Gabe Rubio um, based on his like fall camp, and I think he was he looked first of all he looked good in the the Navy game, and I think he was on his way to a big season. I think it's tough. You know, he had uh, surgery. I know it was minor surgery, but he did miss a few weeks. So yeah. Kind of expect him to come back and be like this total difference maker. Um, that would be tough to expect. Uh, but uh, I think he's, I mean, he's a big boy. He's going to, he's a guy who's, who's going to play super hard. And I think he's a guy that um, is, is, you know, helps them certainly in, and, and, and then Mitchell Evans um I think Cooper Flanagan did a nice job against CMU, you know, stepping in and kind of like that inline role. But Cooper Flanagan hasn't played in a game like this. Mitchell Evans has. Um, If you look at like that uh, Clemson game last year, Mitchell Evans was a big, big factor in that game. Was a dominant inline blocker in that game. He's gonna have his hands full in this game, and I think you can. And we, uh, I can't remember if I mentioned it on here or not. And I think I think I did last show, but I think you can run at both those edges. Like I, I don't. Yeah, you those did. Guys you are, said they're not about the smoke. Yeah, they're not about the smoke, and Mitchell Evans brings the smoke. So I I think both those guys are really good pass rushers. Not the greatest at the point of attack versus the run. So I mean, I want to see Mitchell Evans in that thing. Also, too, you know, Mitchell Evans can slip out. And yeah. uh, and make some plays in the passing game, too. So um, I think, uh, you know, I, I I think it's big to have all those guys. And and really, like, you know, other than someone mentioned that Eli Raritan, but they haven't had them all year. Right. So it's pretty much all systems go right. Like, uh, you know, they're going to be pretty healthy going into it. Obviously, we'll see with Ohio State because you never know, because it's just like how uh, before last game, all of a sudden you're like, well, DJ Brown's out. Right. You're like, well, yeah. didn't know that. Right. And that can happen. So we'll see what happens up to the time. But the fact that those guys are going to be back, I think it's huge.
0: Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, and, and especially on Evans, I put, I, pu- I put up the uh, the percentage of snaps that they've played available snaps to play. And Evans obviously skewed a little bit or in terms of total snaps, cause he didn't play in a game, but like when he's available to play, he's in like 80, 80 something percent of the snaps. They want to play him, like they want to play him. They want to play stays. Like, those guys are up there with like bo- all of the wideouts. you know. So, I mean, the- Notre Dame has shown us they want to they want to be a twelve team as much as they can. Um, they'll go eleven at times. Obviously, they went ten last week. How much of that had to do with Evans being out going ten, you know? Um, so that's something to consider there. Uh, so that's that's big um, with Bertrand, like you said. Like I, I don't think there's any way. Ohio State like Ohio State is going to they're going to try to swing the ball to Henderson a ton. They're going to try to do RPOs with um, slip slip uh, Stover out of the backfield or not out of the backfield, but out of the H back position, slip him out. That's the way they run their RPOs there. So the linebacker has to go chase him or fill on the run. And um, they like to get him the ball in space that way. Like that again, like you want your linebackers in the game who a look Bertrand's a good athlete, too. So that's another part like you want a good athlete in there. Uh, but you want your linebackers in there, they they, like knowing their role, like not being um, you can't be hesitant in this game because of the type of weapons that they have at the skill positions. Um, you know, (laughs) so so let's just be clear about some stuff. At the start of the week, Mike texted all of us, like, what do you think about this game? And and I said, my just gut reaction, uh, um, 27-17 Ohio State. And and you, I, you didn't directly text us, but you were like, you basically said, you only know Notre Dame. You don't know, no, like you don't know Ohio State. Like watch Ohio State. You need to watch Ohio State. And so I did. And because and you said they're a flawed football team, and I watched Ohio State. I watched them a lot. And you're right. You're right. and And the more that I think about this, Notre Dame has looked better this year. They just have, there's no other way to see it. And and it's like, a lot of it is I try to like, I I try to check myself. Like, is this motivated reasoning? Like, am I, am I doing this? Am I looking at this like this? Because I want it to be the case. Like I want it to be true. And I, and I just look at it and they, Notre Dame has looked better. It's not like Ohio State has looked bad, but Notre Dame has looked like a better football team in 2023. And, and, you know, spoiler, the player that I talked to, Uh, Yesterday was Sean Crawford and he said, you know, Notre Dame has to play the team in front of them and not the brand. You're not playing. You're not playing uh, CJ Stroud in this game. You're not playing Ezekiel Elliott. You're not playing those guys. You're playing, you know, you're, you're playing who who Ohio State has right now. You're not playing last year's tackles. You're playing this year's tackles. And so it's just the the more that I watch this, the more that I'm swayed towards Notre Dame ought to win this game. They, they, they just should. And um, so I'm curious, like where you're at with it as well. Like, is that where you're kind of leaning landing? uh, Like, how do you feel about this?
1: I mean, I I think football, like, you know, it's, it's, it's talent. Like you, you look at like, this is the most talented team. They have more talent. They got more five stars. They got more NFL draft picks but it's, it's also like a game about matchups, right? It's a game about matchups and strength versus weakness and strength versus strength and all of these things. Right. And, um, I think the way Notre Dame matches up with Ohio state is they match up well. Right. Um, and I, and I think you can even look at last year's game where Notre Dame was pretty putrid on offense. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and they did a did a really good job on defense uh, for the most part. But Ohio State might not even have won the game, even though as bad as Notre Dame was on offense and as, as like bad as the quarterback play is. There no passing game and all this kind of stuff, and couldn't run the football well. Notre Dame s- still would have had a chance to win the game if C.J. Stroud wasn't their quarterback. Yeah. Right? So that's something to remember and sticks out. Obviously, this is a different team, but – And that's But even with those great offensive tackles they had, right? So I think they really missed those offensive tackles that they had last year. Um, I think that's evident. I'm not convinced Josh Simmons is a very good football player at this time. I think he has a chance to be a really, really good player. He's their left tackle, for those that don't know. He's a transfer from San Diego State. The guy's played three games against Power 5 teams. He's played, you know, uh, Indiana. Uh, wasn't good against them. They played Arizona, Utah. He was fine against Arizona. He was bad against Utah. So yeah. he's been bad at two of the three. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and the guys had 20 penalties in his last, uh, you know, one season and one and a quarter seasons, I guess. Cause if you look at from the last year to this year, um, he he's, he's inconsistent to, to, to say the mm-hmm. least. Um, so, and then Josh Fryer is in his third game. And I think he's, there's some good things about him, but he's not Dewan Jones. He's yeah. more like the early Dewan Jones of 2021, the guy who struggled against uh, um, Michigan in that one game. Right. So I think from that perspective, and then also from the perspective of Kyle McCord, like, I mean, he was dealing versus WKU, but they were, WKU is terrible. Like their defense is, is legitimately terrible. Um, Their secondary was terrible and they had a horrible, horrible plan against them. Yeah. So really like, like it's not like I'm saying that Notre Dame's going to dominate this game. I don't, I don't think that, but I do think that there's a lot of things there that if, if Ohio state can't run the football, there's zero chance. They win this game, zero chance. Cause they can't put it on McCord's shoulders. Because if they put him into situations where it's third and long over again, one, they've not been good on third down this year. They're 94 through three games, right? Uh, and he has, has been very shaky versus the Blitz, which is very typical for a young quarterback who's just getting started, right? Yeah. So, you know, because he will, like, stare things down. He'll, he'll uh, you know, he's he sticks on reads too long. And that's all just normal. The guy has big time arm talent, big time arm talent. So if there's a breakdown in coverage and he's got space and and Harrison's gone, I mean, they're going to hit that and it's going to hit big. Yes. Right. But if that's not the case and things are covered and he can't throw it in or or he tries to fit it in where he shouldn't and all that, that's going to be an issue, right? That's going to be an issue. So, um, that really – so it kind of comes down to whether Notre Dame can stop the run. Yeah. Because if they can stop the run and force them into passing situations, I think Ohio State's going to struggle to score in this game. Like they could still get some big plays from, you know, Harrison and Buka and Henderson and, you know, they have studs, right? Like there's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. But they would have to rely on that because I don't know if they can drive it on Notre Dame without running the ball, right? And then on defensively, I think that's the harder part because they are much better on defense this year than they were last year. I think mm-hmm. they're better overall, right? They're just second year of Jim system system. Uh, I just I think they're just a bit better at corner. Um, they're b- better at safety. Uh, Proctor being healthy is big. He's a very good player. Uh, you know they're good. At, they're good at linebacker. Uh, they're good across the board. Uh, So I think Notre Dame is going to have trouble kind of like consistently running the ball on them. And and some of the easier stuff that they've had before, those aren't going to be there this week, but they still have some areas that Notre Dame can attack. I don't think they're good at nickel. Um, I don't think when their safeties get into man, um, that's, that's a problem. And then we just don't know what kind of factor Audric Estime is going to have in this game in terms of, Because if Notre Dame is running the ball on them and that Mm -hmm. sets up kind of play action and kind of some of the stuff you saw against NC State, similar kind of things to that, that's where they can get burned and give up those explosives. And, I mean, to me, it's like if you start running the ball, then it forces Jim Knowles' hand to be more aggressive, like like kind of where they were last year. And when they played Georgia and uh, Michigan last year, they, they kind of had to be aggressive to kind of stop the run to do these things. And then they end up getting burned for, yeah. for explosives. Right. And that was really um, the difference in the game. So I think to me for Notre Dame on, on offense, the key is explosives on offense, get those when, when, when you get a chance, stop the run on defense, get them into obvious passing situations, make McCord beat you. Um, and that's the kind of the formula. And I think it's, definitely like uh, realistic for that to happen in the game. I mean, they have to go out and execute and do it, but it's, it's realistic.
0: Let me ask you this about going back to Ohio state's running game. What have you seen in the first three games where Notre Dame watches and says, we have to commit extra
1: bodies to do this. I mean, I don't think that, okay. First of all, when they, they try to be, in the first game they were like okay mm-hmm. we're gonna do more like gap yeah. stuff right so run at you they tried to run more 12 personnel right yeah well they can't really do it because uh uh g scott is he's a converted, like a converted wide, receiver. wide receiver he's yeah. not a good blocker yeah. right so it's not like you're having like holden stays is that guy for notre dame holden stays is i mean he's not dominant but man he he can block he's a body like he is he's big a, he's a body He plays with yeah. hard effort like you know he's probably equal to Cade Stover as a blocker, like similar,
0: yeah.
1: And that's their top guy, right? So, yeah, they don't they're not really built to be a 12 personnel team. They brought in a tackle to kind of, uh, you know, Luke Montgomery's a true freshman that they've used as like, okay, he's going to be the inline, uh, tackle or the tight end, and then we're, we're going to do Stover. So, but that. They, they haven't proven that they can run the football like that. What they've done is they've kind of gone back to what they've done before, where they've run, you know, outside zone. Mm-hmm. And they just can't get the edge against some of these other teams. Right. Because I mean, frankly, the defenses they've played, uh, haven't been great like Western Kentucky. Like you can get the edge there. If they can't get the edge against Notre Dame, I think they will struggle to run the football. I think yeah. that's, uh, that's, pretty fair right um if they can't get the edge then then i mean you look at henderson and traianum specifically like those guys are very very good like they're they're big fast i mean they'll drop their pads and run run a db over all that kind of stuff so that's a problem if if they get it going because mccord has be, basically been like lights out play action Mm, everything else right so yeah if they can get that going that will hurt Notre Dame but I think it's to be determined if they can do that um so I mean it's it's going to be a big it's going to be a big big challenge for Notre Dame if they can stop those guys but the main thing is if they can just hold them and not give up the explosives and not have that like one bad gap kind of thing where all of a sudden because you know a, a Henderson can take it 60 Right. Like that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, something yeah. that can happen. Right. It's just like when you were playing Clemson back in the day, it's like you could play like that 2018 game, Notre Dame played fantastic against Travis Etienne, that entire, you know, first three quarters, basically until one bad gap. And then yeah. it was a home run. Right. So that's what can happen. And you have to be wary of that. Um, But I also think Ryan Day, is who's a very good i mean obviously he's a great offensive coach he's they've been a top five offense for every year since he's been um the coordinator there but i also think he's a guy that he doesn't really he doesn't want to run like he doesn't Mm -hmm. want to run he's um you know a bit bk-ish in that way where he wants to he wants to be explosive in the passing game. He wants to get the ball to Harrison. He wants to get the ball to Agbuka. He wants to do all these things. He wants to get the ball to Stover. He wants to be, um, he's a quarterback guy, right? He's a quarterback guy. So if it's it's kind of why he waited until the fourth quarter to run it on Notre Dame last year, right? Yeah. Right. So um, I think if they, if, if Notre Dame stops the run early, that's when actually I think okay, Notre Dame is is going to take over this game because he, I think he'll go away from it.
0: Yeah. And the, the key, I think the key for Ohio State is Day wants what he wants is those safeties to be activated in the running game. It's kind of like we've talked about it before in other shows, and I think this is true of Notre Dame as well. Is like Jim Knowles, whether he whether he wants to drop a safety or not or bring extra bodies in there especially when it's Audrick estimate, he's the kind of guy where as a former safety, like you, when you see run, you want to get up there quickly because then he doesn't have that running start against you where you have to just take it on the face. Like you, you like you want to get engaged in the running game before he gets that like five, five yard, seven yard head start on you. And they are like just taking it on the shoulder against him just to try to get it down. And he's also like shifty enough to where it's like, he could put a move on you as well. So like a safety wants to get there as fast as possible, even if they are not quote unquote dropping into the box. And so like when you have to engage the secondary in tackling on running plays, that is just as good as having them like actually change the defense to do it because any type of run play, they're thinking about it. They're thinking, yeah, It's first and 10 estimates in the game, like any run action, I need to get up here, you know, and they're, they're thinking about that. The same thing for Notre Dame. And so it's just for me. And I asked you the question about their running game. I just don't, um, I just don't see evidence to where it's like, they've shown they're a dangerous running team. It's kind of, honestly, it's kind of like Clemson last year where you look at Will Shipley and you say, man, he's dangerous. Like he, he's a good running back. But then you look at like what they've done and you think, well, they haven't really run it on anybody, you know, like that. Like they haven't been a good running team. He's a good running back. So like Travion Henderson, especially now that he's he's healed from the, the foot problem that he had last year, like it really hampered him last year. But the type of running back that he is isn't doesn't correlate with their numbers. They couldn't run the ball against Indiana, really. They couldn't run the ball, really, against Youngstown State. You're sitting there under five yards of carry, you know, against those two teams, right? And that's when I look at Notre Dame. It's like they're, they're at seven, eight yards of carry, like, per game, right? Like, that's when I say, like, Notre Dame has shown themselves to be a running team, and Ohio State hasn't. Ohio State has good backs. But their output is their output. You know, that, that's all we can look at. Um, so that's, that's a situation where, um, you know, I, 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 we talk about their backs and we're talking, like their passing game as well. And you brought it up. Like we talk about their wide receivers, but the passing game itself isn't there. And just watching their games, Jamie, I don't see the confidence in Kyle McCord That they had in CJ Stroud. And I don't see him having the confidence. Like it's just not there. And like everything about that leads me to think. Man Notre Dame. If they play well. It's like you said. If if Notre Dame plays well in this game. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win the game. um, And they should look like the better team. On the field during the game. I do want to talk to you about what you would do if you were Ohio state, because I do see some weaknesses on Notre Dame's defense that I think could be exploited, but I'm I'm wondering what you think about that. What, if you were, what concerns you about Ohio state offense
1: against Notre Dame's defense? Well, one, I just think those, uh, the backs are all big and like explosive. Like those guys can, um, if you're not, if if you're not tackling well that's how i mean it, it can be like a 3 yard run that turns into a 30 yard run like that it that's so that is the that's the challenge right with 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 them right is that they can be you could stuff them a bunch of times and they can have that um the other thing is is that i think that uh the the receivers I would say the biggest thing for me is, I mean, obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. is is exceptional, right? Like someone could have, you could have perfect coverage on him and he can just make a play. Right. And that's, that's the challenge. Right. And that's what it is with the great ones. Right. And he's one of the great ones. He he really is like, that's the thing is that there's a reason why, um, when you're looking at some of these previews of these of this game and they're talking about like all the, the NFL prospects in this game, no one says like, man, this is a big game for Marvin Harrison jr. Cause they're like, we've seen it already. Like, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, he could have like an okay game or not even a game. And it's like, well, we still know he's a stud, right? Like it's just one of these things, but he's also someone who can just go off and it can just happen. And one mistake and you're gone. But I, I think really one of the big things is so Stover, I think is a big um, piece of this. Cause I think he's a much better receiver than he was last year in terms of mm-hmm. what he can do. He's already got five receptions of 20 plus yards. Um, he, you know, he's someone that, that uh, he's good after the catch. And it's just easy to, get caught up in some of the stuff with some of the play action stuff that they do, he can kind of leak out and then that can turn into something big. And and, mm. and he's, so he's got that. So that's something that I, I would worry about for Notre Dame's defense. The other thing is egg Who's like 90% in the slot. He's a slot receiver. And you're not going to find a guy who's like more of a problem in the slot than him. Yeah. yeah. Because he can win in a variety of ways. The guy's great after the catch. So, all he's got to do is want, make one guy miss. And then all of a sudden it can go for 40. Right. That's just some, something there. Um, if you get him matched up. So like uh, you get him matched up on say like X Watts in man coverage. Like I would take egg Buka. You know what I mean? Like that is, that's the thing. And Thomas Harper, as good as Thomas Harper has been too, this is a different guy that you're facing. Right. Because yeah. he's, Cause the other thing is it's, he's not the, the, the chase Claypool, big slot that we've kind of talked about, but he's a big slot. Like he's not a, he's not a tiny guy. Right. So that's that's going to be uh, a tough matchup for um, for Harper. Right. When, if, if he's ever manned up on him. Right. So, and if you put those guys on the same side, like that's a problem. That's why pressure and rattling, uh, McCord and taking away first read from him. Because if you take away the if you take away the easy stuff for him and and you get in his face and you make him get off his spot, then that can change all of these things of like their weapons outside. That changes all of it, right? Yeah. Um but he's barely been pressured up to this point. Like I think it was like 16.7% of like that's obviously. Like barely touched, really, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Notre Dame needs to get to him. They need to like affect him with blitz. They need to affect him just with guys inside. Like Cross and Mills are going to be big in this game, and yeah. I mean Rubio and Anya too. Like interior rush is going to be big in this game because where previously before you wanted to keep these other guys in the pocket. This is a guy, even though he can run a little bit, but you're not trying to spy him. You're not doing these kind of things that you uh, you, you normally are. So if you can just get him to kind of move and have to navigate and get his eyes, you know, because get his eyes from down the field, that's going to be big.
0: And so the thing with Marvin Harrison Jr. and the Buka is, okay, so the, the Thomas Harper thing. I think he's going to be very involved in this game, both good and bad. And because the reason like, if he if he was capable of shutting down like just completely like, shutting down a guy like Egbuka, he'd be in the NFL already. Yes. Like the reason that he's not is because he's a good slot guy. Good guy. Like good player, solid player. He will make plays for Notre Dame. But it's like He's not the kind of guy where it's like, Egbuka is the top of the sport in college football. He's going to struggle against him. He's going to lose reps to him. The thing that can save you, and same thing with Marvin Harrison Jr., he is incredible. He's an incredible receiver. Like Ben Morrison is good. This guy is like a, a step above right now, in my opinion, which is like first – like second pick in the draft kind of thing first, whatever. I don't, I mean, they're taking quarterbacks first, but you know what I'm saying? Like first non quarterback taken kind of guy real good. But where, where a guy like McCord hurts you versus someone like CJ Stroud is against a team like Notre Dame, the ball placement matters. Whereas against Western Kentucky, it kind of doesn't because the DBs aren't close enough, but Notre Dame has DBs in Ben Morrison and, and, in Cam Hart to where if your ball placement isn't right, that, then that brings them into a play where if you put it somewhere where it's like, it's just out of their hands, Harrison Jr. can make that tough catch. He can make any tough catch there is. But if you engage, if you involve the DB in a play, that's when it becomes kind of a quarterback problem, you know? And, and they are used to like, those guys are used to, you know, first round pick second pick in the draft caliber quarterback play yeah and mccord doesn't give them that right so um that's just kind of a factor i think i think that ohio state is going to attack notre dame's linebackers as much as they can because that's the weakest part of their game and like you said the safeties like that is safeties in one-on-one coverage like i love xavier watts I love Ramon Henderson. I love those guys, but like one-on-one against an egg or if they move Harrison in the slot, like that's, that's a mismatch. It just is. Um, and they would probably understand that, right? Like you have to, you have to find a way to win on downs when you have poor matchups. Um, and that's something to watch. Like how, how many times does Ohio state get Notre Dame into matchups that they don't like defensively? Um, I think that's a key thing
1: to watch in this game. Go ahead. Um, yeah, just to kind of go off of what you were saying about um you know Harrison and and these guys and not having that kind of A level quarterback play, mm-hmm. right? And I think you can look at McCord and say, "Wow, the numbers are pretty good, you know, like the numbers yeah. are pretty good overall and, all, and and all this stuff." But it's like if these guys aren't running mm-hmm. wide open, right? Like they were I mean they're running wide open against Western Kentucky, yeah. right? Yeah. But this year this is just, so far, they're 2 of 13 on contested catches of Ohio State. Yeah. And that's not the receivers. That's not, like, Marvin Harrison is 1 of 5, which you're like, what, this guy's, like, the best jump ball guy in, in the he country. He is the best
0: ball, like, ball, he is the best uh, ball skills
1: that you'll ever see. Like, he yeah. is phenomenal. Phenomenal, right? Just, just adjusting to it, like, just – Everything. Right. So Mm -hmm. they like last year, they're 39 of 75. Right. So like, I don't know what that is, like 60% or whatever. It's over 50%. Yeah. It's so over 50% on, on 50, 50 balls, which is obviously a good number. Mm -hmm. Um, So much of that is ball placement and that ball going exactly to the spot where it needs to be. Right, mm-hmm. and one of the things so far against Notre Dame this year is that like the DBs have dominated contested catches so far for for Notre Dame. Obviously, they're not playing these level of receivers. That well, say, mm-hmm. that's obvious, you know. But that is like one of those sneaky things in this game that could be a big factor because, like, when a guy's a guy is covered. You have to throw him open with where the ball is placed. And so far McCord hasn't proven that he can do that. Right. So maybe he does do that, but he hasn't shown that yet. So like there was one play last year against Ohio state where I believe it was Riley mills got pressure on um, CJ Stroud It was a third down. It was like a third down and six. Um, Stroud gets out of the pocket and Bracey, fantastic coverage. Can't remember who the receiver was, but it was like ball only place the ball could go low and away to the sidelines. And it was perfect. And it was just like, you play almost perfect defense and you get beat. You get beat by an even better throw. So, if they do like, if that's the way it goes in this game, McCord has to make those throws, and mm-hmm. he hasn't shown that he can do that yet. Um, you know, and I mentioned the one thing too in, in, in six thoughts as well that uh, Stroud last year's ten of eleven against the Blitz, like just <laughs> murdered Notre Dame against the Blitz. It was like eleven, yeah. 11 yards per temp. Both of the touchdowns came on the Blitz, right? Um, so that's somewhere in the first two games, especially McCord was not good against the blitz. So, and we know how golden he's going to bring it, right. He's going to bring the blitz. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. It's because of all these things. It's not like I, when I think of it, if it was just like, if, if this was CJ shroud and they were hitting on all cylinders, even though as good as Notre Dame has looked, I I would be definitely be like, I don't know how Notre Dame's going to win this game, but because of these other things, yeah. it's like that's why everyone just assumes because they whooped uh, Western Kentucky. Yeah. By the way, some of that stuff too was Western Kentucky going for it on fourth and six in their own territory and stuff. So it's yeah. like they just they were just doing stuff to try to stay in the game. And the wheels came off, and then it just kind of went off from there, right? So that was like part of it too. Like it was uh, midway through the second quarter, it was fourteen ten, right? Yeah. So it was like not really as bad as as the that score looked. It just the wheels totally fell off for them, mm-hmm. and they were just totally overmatched.
0: Yeah, I mean Notre Dame, and like so. Yeah, I mean Ohio State, they just haven't looked as good as you would expect. And a lot of it, like a lot of the way we think about it, it's like, well, it's Ohio State where they're going to play a certain kind of way. It's like, well, okay, fine. Like I get it. Like at Ohio State, you expect a certain level of play, uh, with them. But also, like Notre Dame has looked looked really good. And and you have to factor that in. And and we, Jamie, want our our listeners to look good. We want them to look good. Go into the game you know, going out afterwards to the steak dinner afterwards after the game is over. And the way to do that is to hit up esqclothing.com and upgrade your wardrobe with the world's first bamboo dress shirt. It's crafted from high-quality bamboo fabric. It's the softest and most comfortable shirt you'll ever put on. It's not only more sustainable than cotton, but also feels cooler, has stretch, is odor and wrinkle resistant, and it's even machine washable. You've seen ESQ's one-piece collar bamboo dress shirt, and it's the perfect shirt for today's business meeting or heading for a night out. Use ISD15 and get 15% off all online items. That's ISD15 for 15% off. I almost forgot to do the the ad read jamie because i did it earlier i i I felt like in my mind it's like i already did these ad reads and then i forgot i was on another show uh cfb hurts thank you for the super chat over under two and a half sacks on kyle mccord
1: um i'll say over i'd say i'd say over i think they'll have over in this game um And a lot of it will because it's like he's kind of holding on to the ball, trying to find something. And I think that'll that'll happen in this game. And the other thing is that um, they don't have to approach the rush in a way where they're just uh, like they're spying. Like they'll get to just like, you know, let the dogs off the leash and go get them. So I think uh, I'll take over in that. I'm going to take over too. I think they've got some
0: stuff lined up. You guys have alluded to it. They've got some they've got some little tricks and goodies in the uh in the bag there. Um and the, you know the thing about and I think Notre, I think fans get upset about blitzing feeling like you're you're sacrificing something in the back. Notre Dame is not very often bringing more than 5. But they give the appearance of bringing more than 5. Like they could bring Six guys, you just don't know who the six are. And by the way, Ga Wang, if when we win, we'll do a free shirt giveaway to someone here. Comment ESQ if you want in. So uh, if you want, if you want to try to one of the best bamboo dress shirts you ever have, the only ones on the market. Uh, type ESQ in the uh, in the chat there. But um, it's 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 like I feel like they're gonna bring things that they haven't seen. New offensive line, right? an offensive line that hasn't uh, hasn't had really like that long to gel, right? Like they've got some new guys. They've got a, t- a transfer portal guy, a tackle. So there's just – there's just a lot of reasons, Jamie. There's a lot of reasons to believe here. Um, what are you most confident in for Notre Dame on offense? Are you most confident that they can run the ball? Or are you most confident they're going to be able to throw the ball? Yeah. Um-
1: I'll get into that in a sec, but I wanted to because there's a guy here who was like, so Ohio State is the worst team or whatever. It's like no one's saying is Ohio State. Ohio State is great, right? Like we're just presenting ways that Notre Dame matches up with them and ways that Notre Dame can win the game. This is a Notre Dame podcast. We are talking about this specific game and the matchups in this game. And Who's to say that Kyle Kyle McCord maybe comes out and it's like, wow, he was dealing in this game, you know, like just absolutely unbelievable. Josh Simmons. Wow. Just, he, he turned a corner. Look at this guy in this game, you know, and all that said too, Notre Dame could win these matchups and they could still have, like we talked about with Harrison, and Ibuka, these guys, they just have playmakers, they have game wreckers. And that's something that I wrote about in, in Six Thoughts, too, is that they got a bunch of them. So you can shut down some of these guys, and other guys can take over the game. Like we didn't even really get into their defense and kind of what they can do. So I'll get into why that I'll get into what I feel confident about about Notre Dame in this game and what and then also what worries me. About Notre Dame in this game, um, because there's a lot. I mean, OSU's defense is by far the best defense Notre Dame. Can I,
0: I I I I. Before you get into that, I don't like I don't like answering to straw man arguments. That's a straw man. Yeah. No one said Ohio State was bad. No one said, it. No one said Ohio State was anything. Like we're we're analyzing the game. I mean, I don't know. I I just. I, we watch the games and, and it shows what it shows. I, I don't know what to say. Like, if I think it, 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 like, I don't, I'm just saying they're a flawed team. And I think that if you turn on any OSU pod, they'll say the same thing. Why, why are Ohio State fans all up in arms about Ryan Day right now? It's yeah. not us. We We're not doing that. So don't. We didn't say, no, no, I, I don't like, I don't like answering straw men. We, we, so we'll talk about Notre Dame. So we'll get back to the question, Notre Dame's offense. Like, what are you most confident in? And the reason is, is because they've got a good defense and they've got the good defensive players. Jamie opened the show. Jim Knowles is a good defensive coach. We think they have good pieces there. So what can Notre Dame do? Right. We're not sitting here talking about Notre Dame's going to win 45 to 10. That's not what we're doing. You know, so let's talk about to the original question, Jane. Um what 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 do, what are you most confident that Nerdame can do well in this game on offense?
1: Well, one, I think um esteme is a problem. Like he, he is one of the toughest backs to tackle in college football. Um, he's clearly a better player than he was last year. I mean, in terms of like explosive plays making guys miss like kind of awareness of of that kind of thing. Yes. He, yes, he's a bruiser. He's whatever. But I think also too, when people talk about like, Oh, the Bettis comparisons, it's like Jerome Bettis was a battering ram. And it's not that uh, Audrey can't be a battering ram, but that's not all of his game. He's different. He's different. And so it's like, if, if Notre Dame gives him room and they are able to move the football and they, they have these wrinkles that we've seen Jared Parker do in the running game. So that's what I'm confident that Jared Parker is going to add wrinkles in the running game to give Notre Dame advantages and have success in running the football. Like, yes, they're going to have their base plays, but they're going to add wrinkles to their base plays to have more success. Mm-hmm. And it's just like things like that unbalanced line that broke for 80, right? It just mm-hmm. those kind of little things there, right? That they can do there to create these kind of big explosive plays in the running game. And he's frankly shown that he can create some of those, right? Uh-huh. Because, and it's and it's more than just being a tackle breaker, right? Which, which he is, but that it's more than that. So I think that's a big thing, right? That's a big thing. And like I said, too, I think they can run at their edges. I think that's something that um, that I've seen on film that those guys are really good pass rushers, but I, I don't think they're the greatest versus the run at them. Good chase players. They're good athletes, really high motor guys, but they're not the best w- with run at them. Just technique-wise, they're not. And I think that's... Whatever I mean, you know, I think Larry Johnson obviously is a fantastic defensive line coach. Has produced whatever, but he is like a pass rush guy, and I think like a lot of guys that who, his whatever have made a lot of money and have been first round picks. Whatever, yeah. most of the guys have been like elite pass rush guys and not as good versus the run. They're not elite versus the run, so that's that's something that's. Uh, you know, where I, I I think Notre Dame can have confidence with that part of it. Um, I also think that Notre Dame has really good players in the slot. They've got, had guys who can make multiple guys who can make plays in the slot. Like we've seen mm. Great House, obviously make some plays in the slot. Tyree, you know, um, they could move. Obviously stays can go out in the slot. Um, Rico Flores, can play in the slot. Jaden Thomas is a guy that they could move into the slot and do these kinds of things. And I think that's an area where if you were going to say, I think if any Ohio state fan was honest about their team, they'd say a little bit worried about nickel, like, yeah, like specifically nickel corner. Right. So, and I know that, uh, sunny styles is a freak or whatever, but i haven't seen him like you know run vertical i he runs a four four, all this kind of stuff too but i haven't they they haven't asked him to like you know lock up with like a like a elite slot guy mm-hmm. there that's not what his role has kind of been right he's been more of like a downhill in the box type guy right so and when they've had like jordan hancock out there jordan hancock has gone beat and he was bad last year outside so i think depth at corner is a is a issue for them and then i think that you know they've had when they play those safeties in man those are guys you're going to attack and i think notre dame has good players in the slot that they can attack way more so than last year and i think you know greg you kind of mentioned that like lorenzo styles not even playing for (laughs) ohio state this year he was notre dame's number one receiver going into the game they only targeted receivers seven times (laughs) last year in the ohio state game Notre Dame is much better on offense, much better at the skill positions. Um, you know, that is something. I never said CFB hurts. I never said styles is elite at coming down against the run. Who's People got to stop putting in elite with everything. It's not, I never said he's elite. I just said he is more of a downhill player versus the run. He's a good, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good player. He's going, The guy's going to be a very, very high NFL draft pick. He's 18 years old, right? He's, he's very good. I wouldn't be surprised if he made a, at least a couple big plays in this game, but I think it's to be determined. He hasn't looked like a dominant guy yeah. to start the season. That has is, is not been what uh, we've seen. I think collectively their defense has been just great, been fantastic. And I, and I think that's the hardest part about the run is that they don't have many weaknesses, especially like their interior guys. Um, so I think those areas, I think the fact that they have, um, they can attack in the slot. The fact that they have the running back that they do, I do think that Eichenberg is very good. I mean he's a very, very good player, but he's been beaten coverage. You know, he's he's had struggles covering the back out of the backfield and man. So Notre Dame has some guys and price and love that can go and uh you know makes that can make plays there too. So that might be an area too.
0: Uh Notre Dame's interior against OSU's interior. It's kind of the game, in my opinion, at least for Notre Dame on offense, because you need those, you need the linemen to get up on the backers. You need someone in Eichenberg's face. You need someone in Steele Chambers' face. You cannot let them just roam around free. That you cannot be like that is like the game on offense because here I don't. Here's the thing, Notre Dame in the first. Um, in the first four games, has been able to just, if they want to run it, they can run it. If they want to throw it, they can throw it. You know, in the first half against NC State, what happened when NC State was taking the runaway aside the 80 yarder, right? It didn't look good. It didn't look as good, right? It wasn't as clean it wasn't as easy as well we'll just start throwing then right like notre dame needs the running game with this team and and i think i think because because ohio state has those receivers they don't they don't need the running game as much as notre dame does like i i think that if 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 neither team can run the ball I think that might be an advantage for uh, Ohio state as good as, as good as Hartman is right. Because you still have that. Just like we can just go one-on-one with these receivers and we can just make, have them make plays. And it's more likely that those receivers are going to make plays and we need the game, than Notre Dame's receivers. So I think that is the big matchup. Like Michael Hall against, you know, the guards, Zeke Corral. Like, Notre Dame could not handle him last year. Who's yeah. going to handle him this year, you know? And that is the game, in my opinion. And where do you come out there? Funny enough, I feel much more confident about Carell, uh Spindler, and Coogan in the running game than I do in the passing game. I am very concerned about uh, Spindler specifically in the passing game. He just hasn't looked good there. You know, Uh, everyone's had their moments. He's got some. He's got some bad misses there, right? He's got some good stuff. It's not like it's all bad, but like that's. I feel like they're going to Ohio State's going to really put the pressure on him in this game. Um, Where do you come out on on that?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, I definitely agree with that part about Spindler, and that that would be a worry for me because it's mm-hmm. like you can get beat. You just can't get beat clean because then the, it's over. Right. And that's been the problem is that when he's gotten beat, he's gotten beat so clean. Like he, he hasn't been able to recover and give, you know, Hartman a chance on, on some of those plays. Right. So um, specifically against NC state, that was mm-hmm. more of a problem for him. Um, and I, I think those interior, that is going to be a big story. In this game, because like you said, Michael Hall, fantastic last year, dominant player, maybe the best interior pass rusher Notre Dame is going to play all year. Ty Hamilton, Tyleek Williams, very good defensive tackles, guys that are hard to move in the run game, right? Hard, hard to move in the run game. So Notre Dame has to win there because if, if they have to stick on those guys too long whether it's zone or duo or whatever they're running and they aren't getting to Eichelberg and chambers, like you said, they're not gonna be able to run the football because if those guys are free, it's, it's a wrap, it's a wrap. Right. But if they can get to those guys, then yes, obviously they'll, they'll have success. So that's why that interior is going to matter, but it's also why you, they have to be able to mix it up and, give those guys different looks and, you know, one, you're getting down block here. You're getting like, they have to have all these different things there because if those guys get comfortable. um, You know, they can be disruptive and they could just blow everything up. Um, But yeah, I, I, the one thing I will say too, is like, I think Rocco has been, I think Rocco has been very good against the, uh, in the run game Mm -hmm. and Coogan too. Right. They've been, um, mostly pretty good. These are obviously much better players. So it's it's going to be tough. But I think both those guys are like, you know, bring your lunch bucket to work type guys that are going to bring it and play hard and hard. And so that – I mean, that's going to be a, a huge part of this game. And then the other thing is we're looking at the, the you know, the good on good of the edge guys. Mm-hmm. Against Fisher and Alt, right? And Alt has obviously been outstanding. He's, he's given up zero pressures this year. Well, mm-hmm. he's going against way better guys this week. So, how's he going to handle it? Like even even the holding call that Alt got called wasn't even a holding; like it was a joke yeah. call, right? So, but it, it's one of these games where all of a sudden Alt has a dominant game. I mean, cash the check, <laughs> you know, cash the check. He's going top five, top ten. Like this is a big game. Blake Fisher, no one is really talking about him as like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, he's coming back right now. Well, if he has a big game yeah. in this game, that's the kind of thing. Maybe he's not coming back. And so it's that those are kind of those big like just like kind of like Ben Morrison and 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 Harrison outside. Cam Hart, huge. Huge game for Cam Hart, right? Like, those kind of things matter because ultimately it's the best guys that are going to do it. Those other matchups where you can have advantages, yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's like if your best guys can't beat their best guys, then you're not going to win.
0: Yeah, like there's – like Dane Brugler was tweeting about this just now, right? Like he did – I saw a tweet he did. He wrote an article about like the top five – NFL draft prospects like in the game, you know, like people are going to be like you are going to see uh so many clips from this game from like all the draft gurus, all of the Bruglers and the uh, the I don't know, whoever's like I'm yeah, it's outside of draft season, and Thorne, the, and the, Thorn the Brandon Thorne, like yeah, yeah the, the, and guy, everything. Yeah. Like they are going to have so many. You know, highlights, reels, all those things um, from this game for Joe Alt, for Fisher, for uh, JTT from, from Ohio State, Jack Sawyer, Marvin Harrison, Ben Morrison, on and on and on. Like there, there's going to be so many, and like it's a huge game for that. Um, and so you want a good highlight tape. And, and if you're a high school player who wants a good highlight tape and you want to put something out there to wow people with, you're going to want to go with VSR Media which is founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy award-winning anchor, Vahid Saad Rezadeh. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify and grow your business. VSR Media specializes in short and long form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior and sports photos contact them at vsrmediacompany.com and mention Iris Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106 he, uh, Patrick he, he I was actually thinking you use the word elite and uh, and he he stole my my segue and so I had to adjust but that's okay we make adjustments on this show um, so here, here's the other thing, Jamie. Is I think it's important for us, you and me, and fans, and everything. Let's not get it twisted, okay? Ohio State is, regardless of how they've looked, okay. This program, these players, are not going to show up and lay an egg in this game. It's not going to happen. Like they are good okay like they are a good team they are a good program they know how Like they are going to play well and so like i I, it is it does matter to me where it's like you know they haven't looked good against uh youngstown state or indiana or whatever well they're not playing those teams this week they're playing notre dame it's the, the game day is there pat mcafee is there right so they need to we need to understand like if, if even if we think that Notre Dame has a has an advantage in this game where you know like you said the matchups just favor Notre Dame um they're not they're, this is going to be a good football game now look turnovers things like that injuries could happen and this could
1: it could change uh, the game,
0: yeah. It could change everything, right? So, like, all this lead-in and all this talk about all that stuff, like, is it, uh, you know, it, it could just be rendered moot if something happens to somebody. Um, Drunk Vigo is asking if this is a trap game. It's funny. Um, but you know how it is, right? So, so I, I just want everyone to understand that. Like, we're talking about the game, but these games are often won and lost for reasons that, Although, like, no one – Small like,
1: details. or like no one talks about. Well, we, I mean, we talked about the whole thing about, uh, you know, there's been nine fumbles by the opposition, seven forced fumbles by Notre Dame's event. They've recovered yeah. zero. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing where they could get, like they could force two fumbles in this game. They don't recover them. That could be the difference in the game. Like yeah. it, it could be, right? That's, that's how close things are. Um, and that's how like much like those things can matter um in these games right like or just even stuff like Notre Dame has gotten stops in the red zone and teams have missed kicks and obviously it hasn't been a huge factor because they've won convincingly but in this game it's could be the difference you know three points here like all of that right are you holding them to field goals if they make the rent are you getting stops right so you know um when they have scoring opportunities are they scoring is Notre Dame scoring cuz they've been pretty money when they they've had those opportunities right so all that kind of stuff matters big time right and like third down only matters if you get them to third down if they're killing Notre Dame on first down then it's not going to matter right so yeah. all of these kind of things it's 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 huge and there's just so much Um, there's so much in this game to look forward to. It's I think it's going to be such an exciting game. Um, And really like uh, there's just so much intrigue with the matchups of like best on best or like them Mm. maybe having an advantage here and Notre Dame having an advantage there. Um, And I think everyone too, like, I, I mean, we barely talked about Sam Hartman in this game and obviously he's gonna be a pretty big uh you know guy in this game. Like that's it's gonna matter how well he plays. Um, and because even if you look at the games where you're like, Man, if, if how many times have you just looked at these things? It's like, man, if Notre Dame had Drew Pine in this game, this could be a totally different score. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing that matters in this game, okay, like. They get a two minute drill. Can they scope? Can they score again in this game? Right. They get, uh, you know, fourth quarter, Notre Dame dominated that fourth quarter against NC state. You know, it was like, I mean, it wasn't that close, but it was, they dominated the fourth quarter in the central Michigan game. And then all of a sudden ran away with it. Right. Like it's just all of those kind of things. It's like if Notre Dame can continue to do that, well, that's how you win the game.
0: Yeah, so one of the things that Sean Crawford talked to me about yesterday, and again, I encourage everyone to check uh, that podcast out that's coming out tomorrow um, that I recorded with him, is he made the point, like, how much the quarterback affects the whole team. Offense, defense, everything. Like, he's like, "You, you come, and instead of, like, feeling the pressure of, like Notre Dame's team last year, like the pressure of having to, we got to shut them down. We got to shut them down. Like anytime you give up points and you like, you lose the lead. It's like, Oh man, like we lost the lead, you know, like it's, it, that's not good. Cause now we can't come back. It's like with Hartman. It's like, you expect every time the offense gets it, like we can go score. We can go score. Just get a stop and we'll go score. Like get a stop and we'll go score. Right. Like he says that if like that something like that permeates the whole team, offense and defense and everything coaching staff as well. Absolutely. Um, and so Hartman, it just, it's, it's just a huge X factor in this game of having a guy that everyone believes in. Um, Rayjohn asked the question, does Hartman have pressure on him like never before?
1: You know, I don't know get how he- more in this game, for sure. I Say that again? He'll get pressured more in this game than he has in the first four games, that's for sure.
0: Well, I mean, he's talking about just like the moment the like will he feel the pressure i mean he's played in some big games at wake forest like he obviously played clemson last year it might feel a little bit different though like he hasn't i mean the clemson game was a big game but like nationally are people talking about it like not really you know like maybe a little bit but this is i think notre dame Ohio state carries a different weight it just carries a different gravity you know um yeah. he's at notre dame like they're interviewing him during warm-ups yeah you know um, um,
1: that's a great question Rajon actually sorry that I misinterpreted it that that yeah. really is a great question um because you could say yeah he I mean obviously you play against Clemson there's pressure when you play Clemson that's now that was a national tv game you know we had six touchdowns in that game so he handled it pretty well um I'd say but there is a different pressure in this game there's more eyes on 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 him there's more eyes on the program um you know the scouts are 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 there like it's it's this is definitely his last year now and so yeah there I mean I'm sure that's part of it but it's it's human nature to to feel that right so um I think that'll be interesting to see how that goes, but he's just got like uh, he the way he carries himself. Um, it's just, I don't want to say he's unaffected by it because and you know, everyone was, but like, he really doesn't carry himself like a guy that would be when something bad happens, you know, like he's a guy who kind of shakes it off. Yeah, that has been that has been. Um, the experience or, or even he's like you know threw a bunch of picks at uh, Wake Forest He coming out slinging afterwards well like think about right after the thing with the knee against Central Michigan he drops the dime to Rico Flores and then he like looks over and does the wink or whatever like you know it, it just some guys kind of live for that and he does seem yeah. he kind of lives for that so um I don't know I mean obviously this is a game that if Notre Dame wins, and he is great in this game. I mean, those. I mean, if those home field shirts of him are are already sold out, they're they're gonna be sold out after that. I mean, you want to be a pro quarterback? Here you go,
0: playing a pro style offense against Ohio State. You're not gonna. I mean, that just unless it's like Georgia or something. Like, there's just no other test. Georgia, Alabama. I mean, it's Ohio State. It's one of the blue bloods in college football, and I think it's also not to be overlooked. Like, you know, we talked about how the team gives him, or the the the, the he gives the team confidence. I mean, what must he feel every time he just turns and hands it to Audric Estime, and he looks, and there's a huge hole there, and he's leaping over defenders and yeah. just bulldozing people, and he he takes a whole drive like 80 yards by himself, just three handoffs to object estimate. And now we're right down the field. Like how comforting is that for him where it's like, even when they run the ball at wake forest, like it's through the slow mesh, like he has to decide like everything literally is on Sam Hartman. And now it's like, I don't have to like, if we have two bad possessions, I don't have to freak out because we have a good defense. And we have a good, like, we have a good program here. It's, like, completely different, you know? So he must be heartened by that. Um, I don't know, Jamie. I'm I'm usually, like, the type of person where it's, like, I kind of dread it. Like, I'm just kind of, like, ah, like, I, I want it to be over, and I want to know what happened. For this one, it's, like, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see it. I cannot wait to see how they play. Um, I don't know if it's confidence or what it is. It's just a different visceral reaction that I'm feeling. Uh, Let's do predictions, Jamie. Let's hear it. I haven't asked you. I know know you knew since Tuesday. I purposely didn't ask. What do you say?
1: Notre Dame 24, Ohio State 20. I think it's going to come down right to the end of the – I think it's going to be tight in the fourth quarter. Uh, And then I think because Notre Dame is up By four, and Ohio State has uh, to score a touchdown to win the game, I'm going to bet on Notre Dame's defense over Kyle McCord in that situation. Notre Dame 24-20.
0: All right. Um, I'm going to say, so in the preseason, when I made the season predictions, I picked Ohio State 27-24, and I'm going to flip it. And Christian's going to be mad at me. Because he said in the text messages like you better um he said you better pick Ohio State and I said I will and now I'm not. So he's gonna be mad. But I just that's what I think. I honestly think it. I, I think um I, I think Notre Dame's gonna win. I th- I think they need it. I think they need to win. I, I think they are going to make the plays to win the game and and I think they need it more and I think it means more to them. And, and I, I just think that's what's going to happen. I do. And that's why I'm excited. Um. Uh, let's see. P- Patrick Carter says, uh, my prediction Kyle Hamilton would score two offensive touchdowns if he could play in this game. Uh, Mr. Sanders is talking about Kyle Hamilton. Thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Um, any, any Kyle Hamilton talk is, is welcome on this show. So, Corey Flynn, I'm going to look into the answer to that question because I honestly don't know. i did i didn't ask that um all right uh thank you everyone for tuning in this is the this is the last show before the big game i hope everyone enjoys it i'm gonna be back on the uh the post game show right after the game win or lose jamie's at the game so we're gonna need to figure out how to work it he's gonna try to come on um probably after we start And or after I've started, I'm trying to get a guest on to see if we can uh, fill in for Jamie, because he's probably going to want to go to press conferences and that sort of thing and get on the field and all that stuff. So uh, we'll make do. And then, of course, the morning after recap. So thank you, everyone. Uh, please hit the like. Please hit subscribe. Please hit the notification bell. Jamie is going to rush the field uh, in a way no, he'll not. probably not not you, in the
1: way that you're thinking.
0: You will go down on the field. I will go so, down on the field. Yeah. If they rush the field, Jamie will be amongst the uh, the patrons there. So um, he's going to want to he's going to want to check that out. He's going to get a lot of good photos, and they're going to they're going to carry him off the field on their shoulders. Jamie. Um, no, they're not. All right. Uh, subscribe. Like notification bell links to the podcast are in the description below uh have a good weekend everyone and we will talk to you after the game